Welcome to episode 12 of That's Not What Andrea Told Me, which is our fourth three on the threes. And we're very excited. Yes. So today we have one of my only friends and also happens to be one of my nerdiest friends, Toby Dillman. Um, Hi, Toby. Hey, guys. Very excited to, to just get to ask you some questions. You know, I just don't have enough time to ask you personal reaching questions. No, you got a lot going on. <laughs> I mean, when do we really do that? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not often enough, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Feel free to fire away. I'm here for as long as we want to do this. So first, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Oh, this is like an icebreaker at a corporate meeting, right? Yeah. Um, do you want to exactly. do a, a fun fact about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. So I'm Toby. I am, well, a nerd, I guess, right? So I play a lot of video games. I watch a lot of movies. COVID hasn't changed my life a whole ton because I'm a fantastic introvert and <laughs> I have a leaky social battery. So that's what's going on there. I'm I think not that's how you and Casey can yet. make it work. Mm, that's yeah. how you take, yeah, you and Casey connected over that. She, <laughs> she is better in social situations than I am, I think. She's got... She's got the social graces down where I still haven't worked all that out yet. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm one of those guys who will say that there's not a lot to say about myself, but then when I get excited about something, I won't shut up. I was talking, <laughs> I was talking during our all hands at work on Friday, which is just the, the organization, right? There's 20 of us or so. And I was talking about some nerdy security thing that very few people will care about. And even, even in that group of 20, even in the group of 20. Okay. Yeah. So, so my direct boss, uh, is the, the VP of operations and engineering, and he looked real bored by what I was talking about. So <laughs> I tried to, I tried to wrap that up. I'm, I'm one of those guys who is introspective, even while I'm talking. Ooh. So in my head, I'm like, don't keep talking. You're probably boring people. <laughs> and then I'll try to wrap things up and Ooh. kick it back to somebody else like that perfect so i interrupted you as you were saying you are not used to the texas heat yet where from no. whence do you originate i was born in jackson mississippi right um, oh i didn't my, know that yeah yeah not a lot of people do so my dad worked for coca-cola when i was young and then he worked for dr pepper later but when he worked for coke they moved all around the country right my older brother was born in portland oregon which is where my folks met and then i was born in jackson mississippi and then when I was young, like less than two years old, we moved to Ankeny, Iowa, which is right outside Des Moines. So not very far mm. from there mm -hmm. where my little sister was born. And then when I was three or four, I think we made the, the final move to the Western suburbs of Chicago. Mm. So that's where I lived for 25 or 26 years of my life before I came to Texas. And everybody's still there, right? Yeah, they're all there. Yeah. Um, both of my folks are still in the house that I grew up in. My older brother, his wife, and my two, three nephews, excuse me, there's three of them now. They live just a couple miles away from there. And then my two younger siblings are also not that far away. My little brother's in the city in Chicago. Mm. So he's, he's a little further out than my sister is. But yeah, they're all real close right there. 
Yeah. So I think this is one reason why you and I connect because we both get left out of all of the family fun all of the time. (laughs) Yeah. They try to include me. I'll get random like Zoom meeting invites from my brother. No context, just the just the invite link. Yeah. And uh, it'll be him in the basement. He hung swings up in the basement for my nephews, um, like from from the rafters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll just be them playing on the swings and being goofy. Four year old, I think, is the oldest one. Oh my gosh! And the third one's not born yet, right? Third one is born. Oh. Emmett, Emmett Timothy was Ooh. born not that long ago, a couple of months. Okay. A lot of times, I will confuse them and you because of like <laughs> the number of people going on. And I'm like, wait, somebody <laughs> has had a kid. It was my sister-in-law. And then I'll be like, yeah, okay. And that's fair. Yeah, the whole thing. It's, you know, never not pregnant. Is it my turn? Oh. Well, we have the we have the other half. So uh, okay. talk about how you came to be in our inner circle and how you have not gotten voted off the island yet. I asked myself how I haven't gotten voted off the island a lot. <laughs> Most people um, do. <laughs> For what it's worth, my inner circle is pretty small, right? I've got two friends here, Casey and and Kayla, of course, and they have friends. So it's kind of like a a hub and spoke bicycle wheel sort of network of people where it's me, Casey, Kayla, and then they have friends that branch off from from their own who I've met. Obviously, you and I have met, right? Because you're you're in in one of those circles. Mm -hmm. Um, But the... The reason that I know Casey is because when we were both working together at Rackspace, we were in a, a leadership course called Emerging Leaders. It was mm. the 2015 cohort or something. I don't remember. But we sat at the same table. And uh-huh. like, that was it. We just sat at the same table. And we did a bunch of projects together because we sat at the same table. But when you look back, it just seems so completely arbitrary that that is the reason that my life has changed in four years. <laughs> yeah. I, I moved to Texas in almost exactly four years ago, in fact. Um, oh. It might be exactly four years today. Was Whoa. it for the job at Rackspace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was working in our data center up uh, in Chicago, right next okay. to O'Hare, okay. um, as a, a data center operations technician, right? So I would okay. put servers and racks and run cables and stuff like that. And then I met Casey, who was at the time in product operations mm-hmm. for RMS, right. right, Casey? No, not yet. I was still in VMware. Okay. Oh, that's right. And then it was later that when you went to RMS, I remember it actually. I was in one of the computer rooms, you know, racking servers and running cables and stuff. And you sent me a text. And I think the exact wording was, hey, we need somebody not stupid to come work here. <laughs> that I, that's, right. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you said. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, all right, fine. I know nothing about security or engineering or any of it. And the job description was a complete mystery to me and to my boss at the time. We had no clue what any of it meant. I still don't think I know what I do, but I convinced them to let me apply. And I did, and then I interviewed, and I guess they liked me, right? Because yeah. I had mm-hmm. no business doing what I was doing. And my imposter syndrome will still tell me that I don't. Sure. So yeah. it was, just, yeah, it's just been a weird, so weird what was, four years. What was your first role? And sorry, I'm hijacking all the questions, but I actually am discovering how little I know about Toby's origin story. <laughs> what was your first role at Rackspace when you moved to San Antonio? When I moved to San Antonio, I was a product engineer level one. 
for okay. Rackspace Managed Security. Yeah, so that's when I was already, I had already moved over to security to do product operations. Did, that didn't put you on the same team though, right? Yeah. Oh, it yeah, did. We were on the same team. team. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think we, I don't know if we reported to the same person. I reported to Jason at the time. We, we did, but that was as, that was right around when things started to get turbulent. Ah, um, yeah. Okay. I haven't had a peaceful month since I moved here as far as work goes, really. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but okay. that's the nature of Rackspace, right? We got acquired by somebody yeah. that I moved to Texas and that's when the acquisition, you know, Mm -hmm. Not that it closed, but people sort of realized what it all meant to be acquired by a, right. a private equity. And that's when things really started changing for, yeah. for everybody, not just us. It was, okay. it was Rackspace-wide. Okay. So, yeah, lots of turbulence. Yeah. yeah, but it was really funny. So on the other, so on my side of that, we had been interviewing for a while and it was, it was comically bad. Like for this particular role at Rackspace, it's, it's much better if you can hire internally. Because okay. you need someone who understands kind of foundationally what you're doing. Okay. So it had been primarily internal candidates and they were all in their own way so bad yeah. that they really could have been some kind of montage of, yeah. of crappy interview. <laughs> and Rackspace loves to do, or loved, I don't know if they still do, to do panels, right? So I was on a panel with three people and then you probably had two other panels, Toby. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had three um, total. That's how it was when I got hired in the first place there too. Yeah. And so I remember being like, I mean, I recommended him. So obviously I think we should hire him. And the, everybody loved Toby so much that different teams that were not even similar to what we would be doing. were like, if you don't hire him, we're going to hire him over here. So like one way or the other, Toby was getting a job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it was uh, like, and then it moved pretty quick. Like you, accepted the role and you were down here in the span of like three weeks. Wow. Yeah. So my boss at the time didn't want me to leave because mm -hmm. they were shorthanded at the data center doing what we were doing. Right. Yeah. Um, so they tried to extend it for as long as they could, yeah. but like I, yeah. I, I was ready for a change when I was growing up, my family, particularly my extended family, um, aunts, uncles and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. all over the country. Right. Yeah. So I didn't get, I didn't hang out with cousins and grandparents and stuff when I was growing up because I thought that that's how things were supposed to be. It was mm. grow up and then move away. And that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of the normal course <laughs> of things. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is, this is a thing that it's I time. Like I'm supposed <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. I was, I was 28 or 29, I think when I finally got what I would consider my first big boy job, which is the, yeah. the rec space job with you. And, not yeah, even, you're kind of, not even including DC in that? No, I got paid $17 an hour when I started there. So I don't know if that's a big boy job or not. But hey, we all yeah. got to start somewhere. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I started in inventory. I was definitely hourly when I started, but I have zero recollection of what I made. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than what I got at, at Red Robin. So sure. I wasn't complaining. I would hope so. <laughs> I hope Rackspace maintains a standard of paying more than yeah. entry level. More than Not as much as you may think, yeah, but, but still an improvement. Yeah. That's funny. I haven't had an hourly job, I guess, since I waited tables because mm -hmm. the capital, I didn't make hard. I think it was 20,000 a year was the thing, but it was not hourly. It was yeah. a salary thing. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's, so now, nowadays, I think that that job probably would be hourly because that's, that's like Rackspace's thing is you pay the, isn't that right, Toby? Like you pay the, 
the lower levels hourly because then there's there's something you can do that like real shifty so they're like there's stuff you don't have to give them or something yeah so in the restaurant business particularly they'll keep you at like 38 hours per week and right. under because if you get 40 or so for some period of time then they have to give you like health insurance uh -huh. and 401k and all that kind of stuff but if yeah. you don't have those many hours then they don't have to give you those benefits yeah um so that's how they get you and keep you from all of those perks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. terrible. It's such a great system. It yeah. is. One other thing that's funny, Andrea, that you might not know is Rackspace refused to relocate Toby. What? So he had to relocate himself. To no. Texas. Oh yeah, I put as much stuff in my car as I could fit, and I just drove here. Oh my gosh! What the mm -hmm. heck? They gave me a stipend, right? Um, a couple hundred bucks, I think. Which okay. paid for the hotels on the way down. Yeah. Like, uh, even I got, I think, I think Montevallo gave me two grand to move here. Oh, I didn't get two grand. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, that's a public school in Alabama. We don't yeah. pay for anything in Alabama. <laughs> I tried negotiating my salary and I wasn't laughed at by the recruiter, but like you could tell she wanted to. So <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh my gosh. But that's nuts. Now you've moved on even bigger yeah. and better things you That's present right. your things in all hands meetings and you make the biggish bucks maybe. yeah i mean like i'm not poor <laughs> yeah i don't know where my money goes but it's I who does know. toby who does no idea <laughs> computers <laughs> uh, actually that's yeah that's actually fair <laughs> i do spend money on computers yep okay which is fine it brings you joy yeah i mean look I if i can combine what I get paid to do and what I like to do in at some level, like it, it's okay. Right. It's yeah. not the worst thing ever. You're a hundred percent work from home now, right? I, I don't have to be, but I have been. So we have our office here in downtown San Antonio in the, the frost tower, mm -hmm. which is a super nice office. I, mm -hmm. I love it. It's great. But I, I like that I can wake up around eight o'clock and not have mm -hmm. to be in the office at eight o'clock and just kind of hang out and do my thing. Like if I have downtime here, I can play video games and work yeah. on weird little pet projects that I have. Whereas if I'm at the office, right? Like can't do that. Feel guilty leaving at four o'clock instead of five or whatever. So <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna subject myself to that. Yeah. Especially now, like with COVID being the way it is, Texas hasn't handled it super great. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a little more comfortable staying here yeah. than I am going to the office every morning. Mm -hmm. So but do you find, because I, I, I know for introverts, right, that so many introverts have been so much happier getting to work from home. However, it does mean that you're not pushed like somewhat on a daily basis to try, <laughs> you know? So I'm just wondering, like, if you, is it, is it fulfilling to you at this point? Or are you, do you sort of wish that you had that little bit of a, of an impetus to socialize with people other than Casey? And her children. Um, oh, I was going to say, I make him socialize. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Uh, other, other people. No, so I don't miss like being pushed to be productive. Okay. But mm. what I do miss is having people who I can just ask questions of, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that I don't know. There's a lot of things that security and IT in general are, are pretty broad topics. Yeah. Um, and nobody knows everything, but there are a lot of people who know a lot of different things. And it's a lot easier for me to just kind of wheel my chair over to somebody's desk and be like, mm -hmm. hey, there's this thing that I'm not quite sure how to do. Mm -hmm. You've done it before. How did it go? And there's nothing stopping me from doing that on Slack. And I still do. 
but it's for me yeah, it's, it's easier different. and a little more mm-hmm. engaging right it is it is different yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's what i miss about it not really going to an office even even if i were going to an office i work with good people but we're not friends we don't do stuff after work oh okay so it's not like man i miss my friends at the office you know yeah okay yeah yeah it's it's different than it than it was yeah we're really getting off on a tangent here but that's something you and i have talked about it Toby that we actually had on our, our Rackspace team when you joined. That team was such a fantastic group of people. And I would actually honestly say I haven't been on that good of a team since then. And to your point, we were not all best friends outside of work, but we would occasionally get together. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously Kayla is part of that. So, you know, I guess to that extent, we did make work friends that that are now real friends. But I think that as work from home has progressed. And now that as I work for a company that is not even in the same state, I'm really sad. Like I don't have that, that level of team anymore. And I'm wondering if that was what's like a white Buffalo. That's the one that got away, but like, if it was just a snowflake white whale, right? Oh, is it? Snowflake? And then you said snowflake. Yeah. I'm saying that it was like a one-off kind of thing. Oh, cause okay. each snowflake is different. Very unique yeah. situation. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Listen, I just woke up from a nap. Hey, yeah. it could have been a buffalo. We don't know. <laughs> I do know exactly what you're talking about, though. And so I, I don't mean to harp on working in the restaurant business, right? But when I did, everybody there was around the same age as me, and we all had relatively the same sorts of life experiences. We were all in like a high-pressure, fast-paced kind of environment. Yeah. So most nights after work, we would go out and get a couple of drinks just mm-hmm. because we knew that we had to get through the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but since leaving rack space i really haven't had that same sense of camaraderie i guess right Mm -hmm. because everybody else is in different stages of their life at this point like yeah i'm single i have no kids i live in an apartment so everything is a little different from from what i'm going through and there's not a whole lot of stuff to just talk about i guess with the people that i work with yeah 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 yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, which is I, fine. Like I have friends yeah. too. It's, I'm not I'm sure. you know, lonely or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is an interesting thing to think about because this is something that a lot of us are reconciling right now, right? The friend part, like the mm-hmm. how much spatial proximity then sometimes is the impetus for let's go grab a drink. Let's yeah. you want to go grab lunch? Let's go to Roly Poly, you know, whatever. So like so much of what we're missing out on this pandemic is like that ability as well. Right. And it's like I was talking about earlier, it seems so very arbitrary, right? It's mm-hmm. just the person you're sitting next to. The guy yeah. that I sat next to in English in sixth grade is my best friend on the planet. Uh-huh. We've been best friends for 20 years mm-hmm. um, just because he sat next to me. Casey yeah. and I sat at the same table during Emerging Leaders. Yeah. And now, yeah. Like, yeah. Friend. And it's though, just- to be fair, there were like eight other people at the table, and I'm not besties with any of them. I honestly don't remember many of them. Yeah. Perla was great. I liked Perla. She was awesome. Yeah, she was nice. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But you're right. We, we hit it off though. This would have been actually been an interesting topic to focus in on this episode that she was still. But what you were kind of mentioning, Toby, is, is this starting the split, right, of life stages. So mm-hmm. there's obviously the phase that Russell and I chose, which is like, let's settle down. Let's have too many children. And so then- many children. And I think you're a really interesting uh, case as well, because you are a person who, you know, knows yourself really well and knows that like children are not in your future. 
And so I think there's those, those three paths, right? And I guess it's interesting too, because Kayla is on the other one of like, I think maybe that's a thing I want to do is have kids, but like not yet. So that could have been an interesting, like as, as the world turns. Sure. Yeah. These are the days of our lives. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we want to talk about it real quick, like I've known for a long time, I didn't want kids. And that sort of belief system was cemented in me when I, I dated a girl for a couple of years who had a kid. thought you were um, going to say when you met mine. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I say had a kid. She still has the kid. Well, good. Um, okay. <laughs> the kid is 14 now, which is oh, crazy wow. to think of. But this was a long time ago when I was in my early 20s. And I saw what went into being a parent and I just wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do, like, it feels selfish, right? Because I want to do what I want to do on my own time. Yes. And I don't want anybody stopping me from doing that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think I that's selfish like, at all. I think it's just know thyself, right? Yeah. I, I, I I, maybe I've, I've heard that it's selfish. I've been told, right? Those people so, are wrong. And this is mine and Casey's podcast. And we're right. Yeah. That is right. Your exactly. name's on it. That's right. Well, yeah. your uh, name's mo- on it. Just Andrew. <laughs> that's right. But uh, Toby, I feel the same way. So... I feel like I'm a person who's had kind of like a little bit of a winding path. Yeah. Winding path. So I always just thought I would have kids. I just assumed I would get married and have kids because that is what everybody does. And then I didn't. And then, and then like, there was a period where I was like, like, Oh my God, the world's ending because I'm not procreating. And then probably around my thirties, I was like, Oh no, this is actually kind of nice. As I started to be friends with people at work that had kids and, I remember I was working at the finance company, Casey, where you used to work at the summers. The first time that somebody that I had like real regular interaction with had a child and discussed the process of having a child and explained that to me. And I was like, what rips? What happens? Oh, Oh, yeah. 90% chance of tearing. Oh my God. I just had never, ever, you know, that's not the part you see in the movies anyways. And so then I remember like that started happening. And then I now feel like I'm very much in your same boat, Toby, that like, I love children and I will hang out with them all the live long day, but I love that I get a full nine to 11 hours of sleep at night. And I'm just getting over being sick for like two weeks. And I had the luxury of taking like three days to just lay on my couch and recuperate. And at no point did I have to put another human being first. And so, yeah, so I've, I very much worry now at the ripe old age of 38, that if I all of a sudden had to give a whole bunch of attention to some other human being that I'd be like, yeah, I don't have time for this. I don't think. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. Can you get that yourself? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, you were born with 10 fingers. We, yeah, we come on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole thing. I don't know. I think I just don't have patience for stuff like that. But it really never never suited me, I don't think. My dad said that he just likes being a dad. So that's yeah. cool. But uh, That's good because there's a whole bunch of y'all. Yeah, There's four of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot so of thank us. Thank goodness. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. I would have lost my mind. Yeah, and y'all are all so close in age. I mean, I guess your younger brother is, there's a pretty significant gap, but. Yeah, so us older three are all three years apart. So my brother's 37. I'm, well, he's, I'm going to be 34. Mm-hmm. And my sister's turning 31. And then my little brother, Jordan, is 26, I think. Oh my gosh. So there's, there's a bit of a gap. He mm. was a surprise. Yeah, a whoopsie daisy. As you do. But yeah, no, he's, he's awesome. He, like, I want to be cool now because I want my little brother to like me. <laughs> like I follow him on Twitter and I try to like 
make funny replies to his tweets and stuff. Oh, I love because it. Because I want him to think that I'm funny. I don't know if I'm doing it right, but <laughs> yeah, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, though. Yeah. Um, and my little sister, too. But my youngest sibling is one of the funniest people I've met in my life. <laughs> uh, she's all right. Yeah. Okay. I'll bring us back on track. So yeah, I was. Shut no, up. I don't think that I don't think that was your fault. No, I was shocked and appalled when you know I thought you would just be so honored to have an invitation to be on this podcast to only find out you've even been on a podcast before. Oh, I have. So, been. oh, tell us about that. This will come as no surprise to you, but it was a nerdy podcast. I play a video game called World of Warcraft, right? A mm-hmm. uh, bunch of nerds play it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I yeah, thought Dan played. He does or did. I don't know if he still does. He does. Um, we call it tanks of Warcraft, but that's right. Uh-oh, intruder, intruder. Oh, let's, a kid. let's see an intruder. Speaking of children, you want to say hi on the podcast? Hi, hey, hi, What's hi, up, baby. Buddy? Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi, hi. We're recording a podcast, David. Hi, Kobe. <laughs> Kobe, hey, buddy. What are you doing, Kobe? What are you doing, Kobe? I'm talking to your sister and your aunt. He's talking to me and Yaya. Yeah, we're hanging out. We're talking. I'll see you soon. Uh, we'll yeah. Come back in a second. You're going to come back in a second? This, this, this is not close Bye. Bye-bye. Love you. <laughs> I love it that he calls me Kobe. That makes my day. Okay. Sorry. Oh, you're telling us about the yeah. podcast. You've been on a podcast because you play Tanks of War. Yeah, Tanks of War. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a World of Warcraft podcast. Uh, it's on every Sunday morning. I don't know if they're still doing it, but when I did it, they were. It's called Morning Wood. <laughs> um, and uh, it was, yeah, we just talked about what was going on that week in the game. What we, uh, as a guild, because you have guilds in World of Warcraft, what we were doing, how things were going with the, the game, like the raids that we were doing and things like that, right? Because... Mm. Uh, because we're all nerds and that's what our lives revolve around is a video game. But so, so how did you come to be on it? Like, do you know the, the creators? Yeah. So, so the three guys who created it, I play the video game with. So they were looking for a guest one day and they asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? L Y N K Z was the host link. It looks like uh, there's multiple. Yeah, there oh. are a bunch of them. I'll see if I can find it. I don't know much about the tanks so you play as a team yeah so there there's different content you can do you can do what's called dungeons where there's five of you um, or you can do what we call raids which you can have between 10 and 30 people all working towards the same goal right where you're basically in there to to kill a boss and you have healers and you have people that do damage to actually hurt the boss you have tanks who are the ones who get the boss's attention. So the bad guys hit the tanks, the healers will heal the tanks. That way the damaged healers can go do what they're supposed to do without getting hit by the boss, right? Okay. So is it supposed to be like medievally, but there's tanks? No, there aren't actual tanks. Tanking is a term um, that we use for, it's, it's a role, right? So there's three roles, healers, tanks, and damage. And the role that you do is called tanking because you get hit by the boss instead of the boss hitting everybody else. And when you oh. say hit, you mean like? Actually hit, yes, yeah. Okay. Huh, huh, okay. I don't want to derail us. I have many questions. That's your um, <laughs> Look, I've been playing this game for like 10, 12 years now. Mm-hmm. So my, my explanations are probably not super great. Mm. I, no, I don't I, think that's the problem. I think the 
problem is finding out that there's no tanks and tanks of Warcraft or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. I know. Of Warcraft. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So maybe Casey and I are the problem because we don't call it the right name. <laughs> Point taken. Um, which I think we actually started calling it that because we were combining a bunch of other games. Dance yeah. Games. A follow-up gamer question. Do you play Dungeons and Dragons? I don't. I'm probably one of the few that has no interest in tabletop games. Yeah. I don't like card games and that kind of stuff. It, it just doesn't interest me. Okay. Um, it's probably just a lack of imagination on my part because it just doesn't seem all that fun to me. Well, so I just went to the beach this weekend for a friend's birthday and I was driving back. My car had a friend of mine in it who is a Dungeons and Dragons player. And so I was asking him a few questions today, trying to understand because like in this day and age, you can play on the computer. I mean, that's what he does. Like him and another friend of ours, Steve, they play with people from all over. He was saying that they have these games that they can run years or they can run three weeks or whatever. So I was asking a lot of questions around these games that run a year, over a year. How do you have the brain space to like whatever? And so I told him that I am somewhat interested in playing with a three-week campaign or whatever we call them. So I'll keep you posted if I become a Dungeons and Dragons player. Yeah, no, that'd be exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting, Andrea. Yeah. We'll see. Which, which is a good segue into our next question, because I think what the people need to know, Toby is you know what is what would you say the draw is is it is it disassociation is it the challenge is it strategy so for me what draws me to a group of people that i would play a video game with in this case world of warcraft is that they're all people that i enjoy spending a lot of time with right i say spending time with we're not actually in the same room right mm-hmm. we're not even looking at each other it's not like a zoom call Right. Where we can see each other, but we we all we all talk and communicate and things like that. And when you play World of Warcraft at it's it's not a competitive level, but you know, it's we we do try to get things done. Yeah, I mean all of it is a competition at some level, right? Yeah, like we're spending at least four hours a week together trying to do the same thing. Wow. Um so we have a common goal that we're trying to get to. So there's we spend two nights for two hours each night, and then there are two other nights a week where it's a smaller group that I run with where we try to, to push different kinds of content. And if I didn't like these people, there's no way I could spend that kind of time with them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the draw for me mostly is I like to kill imaginary dragons, but I also have to be able to do it with people that I like spending a, a lot of time with. Have you met all of these folks in person? Haven't met a single one. Wow. However, in November... I am going to Anaheim, California, and I'm going to meet some of them. So, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of us are going to, not a bunch, there's fewer now because of how COVID has been going, but we're going to fly to Anaheim where, so Blizzard is the company that makes World of Warcraft. And every year they would have a convention called BlizzCon where they would talk about their current games and what's coming next for them and things like that. And it's got a huge draw. I'm talking like thousands of people go to this convention every year. So we're going to go to where the convention is normally held every year, when the convention is normally held, and just kind of hang out and get some drinks and chill out. Oh, man. And that's after 10 years, you said? Not with the same people. So I've been playing with these guys for about two years or so. But yeah, I mean, two years is a long time when you're spending several hours a week together, you know? Oh, yeah. 
And that's very methodical. Yeah. 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 Casey, you've probably never seen what an actual World of Warcraft raid looks like, but I can send you a link to my my Twitch. I stream. Oh, uh, you do? Twitch. Yeah. You and yeah, AOC. So. Yeah, I, I can send you a link and you can see what I get up to. Uh, what is it? One she plays, though? It's called like About or? Among Us. Oh, yeah, that's close. Or Fall Guys. Something like that. No, it's Among Us. Oh, okay. I like About. Yeah. Period. <laughs> that's it. About, period. I also. Uh, maybe this is not a fun idea, but I really love the idea of Casey getting a mom's night out to just like go drink a glass of wine at your apartment while you play your game and like see it in action. Like I would get right. to play or I would have to just sit there and watch. You have to sit there quietly with your hands folded. It's mostly just me yelling a lot. I uh, That's what I do. I get frustrated and I just yell at people. <laughs> It's like vulgar yelling too. It's not good. It's I don't like, know how ooh. my neighbors haven't reported me yet. That's funny. Like I don't feel like Dan yells. Does he yell? Uh, he does sometimes. Mm. It, it'll just be like short outbursts. Yeah. Having that even tone. Oh, yeah. So since you have this group of people, what if Dan was like, join my damaged tanky group? Healers. Or whatever. If he wanted yeah. me to go like join his guild and raid with him instead of the people that I'm playing with now? Can you yeah. can you two time your team how's, your guild? How's that I mean? work? Yeah, I mean, I I I could maybe I could. It depends on what server and what faction he's playing on and all that kind of stuff, right? So there's a lot of a lot of things that go into it. I could, I don't know if I'd want to put that time into the game. Like it's a lot of time doing it in the first place. But if you're sure. yeah. playing for two different guilds, like, that's even more time. That's insanity. So. Yeah, you gotta draw the line. Yeah, somewhere. Casey, we're talking two servers here. Let's not. Yeah, it's true. Look, I know you're being sarcastic. <laughs> But it's a lot of work. No, right? Toby, I totally believe you. I'm just so out of my element right now. Like mm -hmm. between y'all's tech talk of work, like honestly, I'm the worst sister. I don't know what Casey does. She does computers and makes me have secure passwords. So <laughs> yeah, that's what we all do. Um, yeah. But anyways, no, I just like, this is such a foreign, like I don't even have a reference point. And that makes me feel bad because Dan's been in our lives for 20, 100,000 years. Mm -hmm. right since yep, 1994 or something yep. <laughs> and doing that <laughs> you don't like it the year of our lord yes the year of 1994. 1994 she keeps doing that it's killing me the late 1900s yeah and i'm just like gosh i i'm super self-centered i don't pay any attention to what anybody else does i guess <laughs> you don't uh, need to know every aspect of everybody's life no, right it's like true. it's true that's fine but still I feel a little bad. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sure so, Dan will get over it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he cares. He probably is happy for us to be somewhat removed from uh, something yeah. he's doing. If, if I did what I just suggested you do you do to Toby, he would be yeah. furious to have yeah. me sitting in there because I'd be asking questions. <laughs> it would be very annoying. So, okay, I think we're, we're approaching the end of our time. So okay. to sort of sum it up, I have a two-parter if you will so are you doing what you want to be doing like are you in a perfect world would you be doing this job and do you think you'll stay put do you want to move again are you is that even on your radar like how are you feeling about where you are both physically and metaphysically oh good <laughs> lord so i knew this question was coming and i was dreading it because i don't know what i would want to do in a perfect world it would probably be something with computers and technology because mm -hmm. this is just what I like to do. 
my dad was an early adopter of computers, so I've worked on computers or at least played games on them for my whole life. Security is interesting, and it's cool because working in security, there isn't really a ceiling yet. Working in the data center, probably not a huge future there because everything is cloudy now, right? But you still need to secure the cloud. So security is not going anywhere. As far as product stuff goes, I'm still a product engineer. I make products that we can end up selling to customers and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not crazy about that so much. I like actually being hands-on keyboard and configuring things. Like I, it's it's still solving problems, mm -hmm. but I like the more technical problems than I like thinking about user stories. And mm -hmm. ultimately I might end up having to think how much we charge for a thing. That kind of uh -huh. stuff is super boring to me. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I would much rather work on the actual hard problems of how systems interconnect and things like that. I think that's a lot of fun. So I guess that's sort of a metaphysical answer. The physical side of things, <clears throat> I don't know. Like Texas is great because it doesn't get super cold here in the winter. I don't uh -huh. have to sit in my car and wait for it to warm up before I drive somewhere. But at the same time, time like like i said i did what i was supposed to do and i moved away because that's what i thought was supposed to happen but my brother's got three kids now my my dad has responded well to his cancer treatment so that's great mm. i'm not as worried about that now but like my parents are in their 60s they're getting a little older right so i don't know part of me wishes that i were back there mm -hmm. not living in their house right because I need, I need some mental health. Yeah. Uh, so not living with my parents, mm -hmm. but yeah, like I, I miss my folks. I miss mm -hmm. my siblings. Not being able to see my nephews grow up has been tough. Like Zoom is great and stuff, but yeah, it's not the same. It's not no. Yeah. And like they think I'm cool, which yeah. is great, but I don't get to see them very often. I haven't, I haven't been back since May for my dad's birthday. And with, I say this a lot with COVID being the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Travel's well, not like the safest really. thing ever. Yeah. Especially when when my dad has he finished chemo, so that's okay. great. He's doing um, immunotherapy now. Okay. So he's probably not as high risk as he was, but still, like I don't want to be the guy yeah. who goes through the San Antonio airport. Yeah. And then take something back to Illinois, right? So. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's been the tough part. Yeah. Um, we're so I, much in the same boat with that kind of stuff, Toby. It's tough, right? Yeah. It's super tough. The other day. Lee. Oh, it was like two nights ago. I was talking to Leith. And as soon as he saw me, he goes, hi, yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he like took the phone from Casey and put it in front of his face. And he said, I want you to come to my house. And I was like, okay, yes. Okay. I want you to. Right. And I was at the beach and he, I had said that. And he's like, I want you to come to my house. And then I want to go to the beach with you. Oh my God. Like it just, right. What do you do with that? You know, uh, I just, um, I mean, I was like, okay, baby, tell Tay Tay to buy me a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right there. yeah. My nephew Sawyer was like, Toby, can you come play with me? And I was yeah. like, no, I know Texas, I, man. Yeah. It's so, it's so hard. Have you considered, and maybe once your dad's a little further removed, but from his treatment, but since you can work from home, could you take your setup in your car drive up there and spend like two or three weeks and work from home there. I mean, I could just take my laptop on a plane and fly. So yeah. Yeah. But I just mean, I if you wanted could. to not fly because of COVID. Oh, that part. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I totally could. It's just a crappy long drive. It's like 1200 miles or something like that. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. It's a long one. It's yeah. uh, like Chicago is Northern Illinois. Yeah. So I don't want to 
I made that drive down here. I don't want to make it all the way back up. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just yeah. thinking of alternatives because that's something that really saved me last year uh, or last academic year because I was okay. online both semesters and I, I went to Texas for two weeks each semester and spent two weeks there. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and there's nothing stopping me from doing that other than I don't want to make my parents sick. My mom has pretty much kept my bedroom the same, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, the same bed that I've had since high school. And oh my god! Like that. So, yeah, not, the, not my, my mom, mom loves having me there. Kalita was like, "Can I get rid of this? I'm getting rid of this." Uh, Kalita, <laughs> get your She's stuff bad. out of my house, lady. <laughs> I see so much of Kalita in Fia. Ooh, yeah. Like, I I don't know if like I don't see either of them super frequently right but when i yeah. do see fia i'm like oh got got some grandma in that face yeah oh that's so funny that yeah. is funny because for most of us fia is a little casey like when <laughs> casey was tiny she wasn't i don't feel like i don't feel like casey were quite as chunky as thea is and maybe you were i just oh my god she is right chunky I carried my weight in my face. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Did you know that, Toby? I used to squeeze her face really hard and then I'd kiss her really hard and prolonged. Like I would just like kiss her face and it would make her Mm. so mad. She'd be like squirming to get away from me. Like she didn't want it. And mom mom would have to say- That's why I am the way I am. Yeah, mom would have to say, Andrea, stop kissing your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Casey, I think I've hugged you twice. Since we've known each other. So. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and it was probably as we consoled each other about something bad happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like there were extenuating circumstances yeah. for our physical contact, which is funny because Toby has to bear the unfortunate outcome of being my bestie. So a lot of times he and I go places. So yesterday yeah. we went over <laughs> oh, to Kayla's yeah. house and everyone just assumes that he is my significant other. Oh, Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's a guy and a girl and these kids. Yeah. And so I just constantly hear Toby being like, that's not that's not me. No, nope. I didn't. <laughs> nope. nope. I have no nope. part of this. Yeah, like I walked in holding the diaper bag or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, all right. Like if at at a glance, like, yeah, I guess that probably makes sense. But uh, that is not the reality. I love it. We're, we're I'm Toby. flattered. I'm flattered that people think that. Yeah. Oh. Like okay. Casey is out of my league. <laughs> Casey is a catch, man. She is a cat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> in my younger days, maybe. Nope. Even now uh, with so all those kid baggage. <laughs> all those kid suitcases. Now I'm just road hard and put up wet. <laughs> well, Casey, I still think you're a catch. No, thanks. <laughs> you too, Andrea. <laughs> even though even though you two are just so selfish and horrible. Uh, I'm selfish, horrible, and look old enough to be your mother. Remember. Ah, uh, yes. Don't, don't forget. Just it just depends on Did yeah. somebody say that? We yes. get it a lot. It's a lot. You're, opening a, you're opening a can of worms. Can. Okay, okay, that's fine. We could yes. do a whole episode about the people <laughs> thought Andrew was my mom. Yeah. And here's the, the crappy part about it, Toby, is it didn't start happening until right about the time I was turning 30. So when I was already like confronting age and a change in life and all of this, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is your daughter? Like, are you, oh, you look hella old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, you look pretty old. Are you this person? You look road hard and put up wet. <laughs> <laughs> you look uh, like someone who's bared the brunt of childbirth on your shoulders. <laughs> no, no. You you get you get eight or nine hours of sleep a night? Weird. Never shocking. <laughs> 
Wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> well, Toby, well, thank you Toby. for yeah. Thanks for oh, coming on, guys. Yeah. talking with us. Always fun. And, All right, uh, Andrea. Yeah. Love talk to you bye. later. Love you. Bye. Thank you.